Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team any news today tito at all (laughs) (laughs) dang rosie that's your job this is the rosie report the next round's on rosie and we'll read his credit card number here just a moment regular season roundup catch it rosie nicely done rosebud now here's jim rosenhouse Swung on, there's a high fly ball, launched to right field, gone, home run, Ramirez, and the Indians are on the board again. Six to one, Tribe. Number 35 for Jose in a park where he loves to hit. That is the ninth time he's gone deep here, the site of his first major league home run. Back in the 2014 season, boy, there is no doubt second deck for Ramirez as the Indians continue to take apart Garrett Cole. 74 degrees bathed in sunshine. And the pitch swung on, hit high. Hit deep to left center field. Back is Gardner looking up, it's gone. Into the bullpen. And the Indians are crushing Garrett Cole. So the Indians with a 7-1 lead, and Roberto Perez has his seventh home run of the year. A towering blast to the the Indians' bullpen in left center, 422 feet away. What a day and what a weekend for the Tribe in New York as on Sunday they blasted the Yankees 11-1 after an 11-3 victory on Saturday. The Indians playing some of their best baseball of the season over the weekend against a New York ball club battling for its postseason lives. And the Indians certainly maybe put a damper on that for the fans in New York and a Yankees ball club expected to go deep into the postseason. They may not even make it, albeit with a long way to go. Two weeks of baseball left. And welcome into another edition of the Rosie Report. This is episode number 88 of the regular season roundup editions of the Rosie Report. Great to have you along with us as we recap a weekend in New York for the Tribe that that saw them lose on Friday night, 8-0, and it looked like it would be smooth sailing for the Yankees on their way to the playoffs, thanks in large part to a series against the Indians. But, man, did the Indians turn that around. And yesterday, the biggest surprise was how they took apart Garrett Cole, who is 
a consensus Cy Young candidate, but that may have taken a hit yesterday with a tough outing against the Tribe as they were all over him really for the first time since they faced him in his major league career. Hey, we mentioned episode number 88, and we're back to the numbers game because there actually have been some 88s. Most recently, very recently, Phil Maton has worn that number for the Indians the past three seasons before being traded midway through this season. And if you look back a little bit, the 2014 campaign saw Josh Outman, a reliever, wear number 88. And way back in 1994, the Indians had Rene Gonzalez, who wore number 88 as well. So we get back to the numbers game today as part of our regular season roundup edition of the Rosie Report. Now, on our show today, uh, a little bit different. Usually we have post-game reaction and and all that kind of good stuff, but uh, we'll hear from Carl Willis who talks uh, about a wide range of subjects regarding the pitching. The Indians pitching coach, obviously very close to the comeback efforts of Aaron Savali and Shane Bieber. Savali back in the major leagues. Six scoreless innings in the ballgame on Saturday in New York. So he has thrown very well in uh, two of his three starts since returning. Shane Bieber still on that comeback trail. He threw yesterday, Sunday, in Akron. Got his work in, pitched into the third inning, and it'll be interesting to see if he makes his next start in the major leagues, if it's lined up the way it should be, that would be Friday at Progressive Field against the White Sox. But that remains to be seen. Hasn't been announced yet. But when Carl met with the Cleveland media prior to the game on Sunday, he talked about how important it is for Savali and Bieber to get back on that major league mound. Bieber already having done so, or excuse me, Savali having already done so, and Bieber uh, apparently soon to be in that same situation. Yeah, I, I think it's really important for them. I, I think, you know, organizationally and, you know, those of us that have been around a game for a while, I mean, you know, guys are going to come back. I mean, historically, you know, that's been proven. But I, I think, you know, in, in, in Beeb's case, particularly, you know, it's the first time he's suffered an injury. It's the first time that that he's had to miss time. And I think, uh you know, all the hard work that he has put in um, for him to to be getting close to the point of, of coming back and potentially pitching in a major league game, uh, you know, certainly is going to ease his mind going into the offseason. Carl, what have the reports been on James Karinchek and, and how he's been doing since he went down to AAA? They've been good. Uh, his last two outings in, in uh, Columbus, um, you know, his velocity, which really was never that big a part of the issue, but his velocity has been good, you know, up to, you know, 96.5 average. Um, the the ride on his fastball has uh, begun to improve and, and uh, look more like what we saw earlier in the year. And, um, I think most encouraging uh, along with those two factors is his last outing. Um, you know, he, he threw one inning of 17 pitches, but he had an 82% in zone rate. So um, he, this stuff we're talking about, he was actually throwing it in the strike zone. He had a 50% um, swing and miss rate in the zone, but again, 82% of his pitches were in the zone and, and uh, that's, hugely important.
How much enjoyment have you taken watching McKenzie and Quantrill and, and their confidence soar over the last couple months? You know, it, it's it's been so much fun to watch and it's, and it's been so much fun, you know, for us as coaches to see these guys on their work days and their bullpen days and how they have gotten to a point now where um, they actually have the freedom to to work on some things in their bullpen settings that that they want to carry over in the game as opposed to just trying to, you know, establish something um, and and correct something. I think, you know, both of these guys, you know, they, they were in spring training with us, both competing for starting roles. Um, you know, Tristan came out of spring training with the starting spot. Cal was in the bullpen. Um, I think as the season has progressed, you know, they have both learned a lot about themselves, who they are as pitchers, what they need to do to, to have success at the major league level as major league starters. And, uh, and they've gone out and done the work. And, and right now, you know, they're seeing the positive results and hopefully we can maintain that and, and continue to move forward and, and continue to improve. One is muted and he's on two different. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Carl. <laughs> I was just wondering, you've seen Class A for a, almost a full year now. What is there one thing that really has jumped out of you that you didn't expect or has he surprised you in any way? Um, I, I think a couple of things, you know, if, if I, I don't want to necessarily call it durability, but I, I do think one thing we have seen is his stuff has really not changed um, or, or certainly not uh, declined at all throughout the course of the season. Uh, we're still in the, you know, the same velocity, the high velocities. Um, but really, if you ask me what has surprised me, I guess, um, the ability with his slider. So, you know, he, he throws this cutter. It's a, it's basically his fastball that cuts and, you know, we see it from 99 to 102, but, but the ability he has with his slider and Hey, it's, it's, you know, a 92 to 94 mile power slider, but it does have depth. It does have more lateral break. Um, I, I really didn't know in spring training, um, how well he was going to be able to execute that pitch and how much usage he would get out of it. It's been a huge, huge pitch for him. Um, and, and I think more than anything else, that, that has really stood out, along with the fact that he's a tremendous competitor. He, he cares very much about his team, about winning and being a good teammate. Um, and and, and uh, that, that's been fun to watch. Carl, is there any, ever a good time to walk into as many doubleheaders as you guys have coming up over the next couple of days? And how are you guys preparing for it? Um, I, you know, you know, having, having two in the span of, you know, four days um, can be a bit of a challenge. I, I, I guess, you know, if you, if you look back before, you know, this year's rule change, you know, obviously the, the answer a couple of years ago would be, well, if you're going to have this happen, September is the greatest time to play these games because, you know, basically you could have a, a, an unlimited roster and, you know, 18 guys, 18 pitchers, however many pitchers you wanted to have to cover the innings. A little more challenging now. Um, but um, 
you know, at the same time, just like life, it is what it is. You know, we have to put our heads together, come up with the, the best plan to get through it. And, um, and, and we'll do that. Sam Hench just mentioned a, a few weeks ago that when he was starting, he spent a lot of time trying to, you know, expand his arsenal and then add to his three main pitches that he's thrown. Do you see a, or has there been a benefit to him being able to really just focus on throwing one or two innings as opposed to having to worry about getting through a lineup multiple times? I do. I, I tell you what, he, he's, he's become much more aggressive, um, you know, much more consistent with strike throwing and control the count. Um, you know, his curveball has has never been a question mark. It's just a matter of of him being able to to utilize. I mean, he obviously has a, a, a high velocity fastball, but you know, to have his fastball and slider play in the strike zone or get into the strike zone, so he can he can use that curveball and not have to depend so much or, or so heavily on it. So I think. You know, coming in with an aggressive mindset, not having to be concerned, as you mentioned, with, you know, flipping the lineup over and working back through it, you know, for a second and possibly a third time um, has really simplified, you know, his approach. Carl, I don't know how much attention you're paying to like Kansas City's pitching staff, but um, I think they have like their whole rotation was guys who were drafted in 2018. And I know certain guys over there have kind of like mentioned you guys as the model and, and who they want to emulate. Just how does that make you feel when, when you see other teams trying to, to imitate what you guys are doing? Well, I, I mean, it's a huge compliment. Um, you know, I think that, you know, that, that has to, you know, speak volumes, not just what we're doing here, but when you go back to our amateur scouting and our scouting department, our player development uh, staff, you know, the the caliber of talent we're able to identify and acquire in the draft, and then to be able to continue to, um, you know, stress their strengths and and maybe give them a little nugget, whether it's different pitch or or you know uh, a small adjustment with a pitch to allow them to progress and and be equipped to come to the major leagues and and compete as we've seen guys do here over the last few years. So uh, it's a tremendous compliment, uh, compliment, compliment, sorry. And, um, you know, we just want to continue, you know, hopefully we can continue that trend, um, you know, particularly on the pitching side. Uh, you know, I know we drafted a lot of pitchers this year, uh, but, you know, the old saying, we, we never have enough. So hopefully um, we can we can see similar results from from this new group that's this joining the organization. Always good to hear from Indians pitching coach Carl Willis, and uh, also this weekend we had a chance to visit with Bobby Bradley, Indians first baseman, as he continues his first major league season with the the inevitable highs and lows, and it's been a little bit better since he's returned from a stint on the injured list, and he explained the reasons why he feels he's had some good success. Uh, yeah, I mean, just more so of just putting together some good at-bats, you know, just being able to see the ball and just uh, put a good swing on one, not necessarily, you know, uh, hitting the ball for power and things like that, but, you know, just hitting the ball hard. 
and I, I've noticed you've gone the other way quite a bit. Is that by design to, to get where you need to be? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've been looking out that way a little bit more as of late, just trying to keep myself uh, put together at the plate, staying connected. Explain that because it, you're not alone. It seems like a lot of hitters, they always say, if I look up the middle or the opposite field, that's a good thing. Why is that a good thing? I mean, it just keeps you connected, squared up, and uh, just ready for everything more so. Uh, when you think pool, or at least for me, I, I get a little bit spinny, one piecey. You know, I don't really separate as much. And uh, so on a lot of different pitches, that's when I get all those swings and misses and things like that. It's just staying connected, trying to go up the middle the other way allows me to see the ball a little bit better. So you do all those things, but when you do hit one a long way, how good is that feeling? Uh, it's, an, it's the most amazing feeling ever. <laughs> Uh, you look at the season you've had, and, and it seems like you've made some r real good strides here at the Major League level, and just a couple of weeks left. Are you feeling good about what you've been able to do here? I definitely feel good. I mean, it's definitely been uh, a great experience, and, uh, you know, just got it under my belt now, and now I kind of know what this life is like and things like that, so it'll be a, a lot easier next year. Is there one takeaway or maybe two takeaways that, that you say, hey, this is this will really help me for the future? Uh, just never take anything for granted and just play as hard as you can. Stay tuned. We'll have more with Bobby Bradley after this short break. Welcome back to the Union Home Mortgage Indians warm-up show. Try first baseman Bobby Bradley joining us. And, uh, Bobby, your first visit to Yankee Stadium, and, and you see all these ballparks uh, for the first time now. And uh, What's it been like uh, stepping in here to one of the iconic parks in baseball? I mean, it's so cool. I mean, just, you know, as a kid watching just baseball on TV, I mean, one of the places was Yankee Stadium. You always wanted to come here. You always wanted to play. Just like Fenway and Wrigley, you know, it's just one of those historic places, and uh, it's going to be a really fun. Can you compare them, or are they all so different and good in their own way? They're all different and good in their own way. They all have their own cultures and things like that. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. Well, enjoy the weekend series, Bobby. Thanks for coming by. Well, dude, thank you. That's Indians first baseman Bobby Bradley, and that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. Thanks so much for tuning in. Always great to have the help of Bart Swain, Austin Contrulis, Cork Barry Tripp from Indians PR. Until next time, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you for downloading and listening to The Rosie Report. This has been The Rosie Report. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.